too crazy for boys town, too much of a boy for crazy town. The child was an outcast. When you go to the men's room later, you'll see a sign that says, Gentlemen, pay no heed, go right in. There's no room that says scoundrel on it. You want to be a thug. You want to smoke weed and play cars all night, punk. I pride myself and think of myself as a, a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. He has the grace of a swan, the wisdom of an owl, and the eye of an eagle. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is for the birds. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. Top of the morning, 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 top of the morning. Welcome. You're not here to argue. I am here. Jam is here. You know who's not here, Jam? I, I don't. Norm McDonald. He died. Did you hear that? I did. Sad news. Um, I didn't much care for it hearing about it i know like i I know we are both fans of norm mcdonald but i don't think we've ever discussed him in this space so i'm just curious what's your relationship with norm mcdonald i'm a pretty big fan of norm mcdonald um you gotta say his whole name too i don't like everybody does that i've I've, the thing i've noticed this past week everybody calls him norm mcdonald some people are just like that where you gotta say full first name last Mm -hmm. name but i mean i saw i got to see him do stand up in like a rinky dink town in new hampshire um but i think the thing that stands out to me the most about norm is uh his weekend update stuff about oj it's just like you can constantly watch that um and then the roast of bob saget uh mm-hmm. is just one of the funnier things i've done just like his willingness to just be uncomfortable or make other people uncomfortable for right. the joke is unparalleled like it's just absolutely amazing. I think the beauty of him is I don't even think it's sometimes for the joke. <laughs> I think it's just, I think it's just for him. Like the uh, the <laughs> I rewatched the Bob Saget roast. I, I'm sure. Every, yeah, Norm Macdonald was a comedian in the past. I feel like there are some people here that's like just somebody who's just under a, a comedy rock, and it's like who are they? They're like the old pitcher for the Reds. I'm like, nah, that's Norm Charlton. <laughs> I think Norm Charlton's alive and well. Um, but yeah, Norm McDonald is someone that I can honestly say I, I've been a fan of, like you said, since Weekend Update. What years was he on Weekend? That was like 90 what? Definitely early 90s because he's there for the whole OJ. Um, yes, like 95, 96 is what I have in my head. But Yeah, he's, he joined the cast of SNL in 93, um, uh-huh. but... And then was on Weekend Update until about 98. 98. Okay. <laughs> McDonald's version of Weekend Update often included references to prison rape, crack whores, and German's love of Baywatch star David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny about that blur? It's true. He often referenced, <laughs> he would often reference all three of those things. Uh, but yet, like from that into. I don't know if you've seen the movie Dirty Work. Oh yes. Oh, it's like an old. Can you tell me what year that came? That had to be ninety nine. Like I, I feel like that was two thousand maybe. It was early right 2000. 
I remember yeah. watching it on VH VHS. That's how fucking old I am for reference. Uh, it was a 1998 film, and I remember watching it mm. like when that relatively soon after it came out. When I was probably nine, ten years old. So like, <laughs> and that movie is not for children. No, not a chance. Uh, I can't tell you how many like a ten year old me was just like, there's so many dead hookers in my trunk. I, I didn't have a car. I don't have a trunk. There were no dead. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I just wanted to be like like Norm. But from that, he went into like Family Guy when he was the voice of death for a little while. He was great on like he's. I don't. Know, I can't think of anything he did that like just didn't do. Like I know he had a show like a sitcom show. I didn't watch it, but even now I think it got a couple seasons. Like I don't think it was like a. It got four episodes. It was out of there. So I feel like a man that wore a lot of hats, but he really only wore one hat. Like he was just always him. That that was the hat, the Norm Macdonald hat. Um, but the, when you said about being willing to make it uncomfortable, when he says the, uh, he's like, Cloris Leachman is here. Uh, Cloris, don't listen to him when they say you're, you're over the hill. You could never get over the hill in the car you drive. It just looks dead at her. And then it just nods and just goes on to the <laughs> The best part about that is how like people slowly pick up like yeah. the bit he's doing, just because like the roasts of the time were like the most shocking things ever, and it's basically it like, like yeah, these comics what's come the on meanest and... thing you can say about everybody on stage? Not, not only the meanest thing, but like the most graphic and like yeah, just like let's talk about sex and assholes and whatever it is thing, and him just to do like. Yeah, I don't Some think 1930s styles just jokes. No, he did. He did curse once. He was like, he's he's got a face of a dog. He's a he's a fucking dog face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did, but uh, yeah, I got when he. I think Stamos. Yeah, Stamos must have been first because that's who introduced him. And Stamos just has no idea what's going on. Like, just not a clue. I don't think Geraldo has a. I feel like Geraldo picks it up in the middle. Sag, I feel like Saget gets it immediately. Uh, but just watch. I feel like there's one guy they kept showing in the crowd that is dying. It, like, I feel like he picked it up immediately. And he is dying every single thing that Norm says. Uh, you know who that guy was? It was Barack Obama. No. But <laughs> I like the, the Greg Gerardo. He's a carefree guy. He doesn't care as long as it's free. Moving on, just like <laughs> shuffles the car. <laughs> Do you watch Nathan for you? Are you a Nathan for you guy? Nathan Felder? I haven't like fully watched it, but I've definitely seen some things that are like he clearly was influenced by Norm, just being 100%. Canadian and just like straight face delivery and white. Yeah, yeah. No, just that his whole like I think he he took Norm's style and just like <laughs> pushed it to ten. But yeah, just the whole like. I'm willing to be uncomfortable for as long as this tape. Like you're not gonna out uncomfort Norm Macdonald ever. Um, I think the thing that's also great about Norm is like he was very just matter of fact. Like it wasn't like he yeah. was like trying to trick you. It wasn't like elaborate setups. I mean, the moth joke uh, when he told on Conan <laughs> is a great elaborate setup, um, but like. He'll just come out and say that like, the things that would make it great about his like OJ stuff is like no he murdered his wife. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, he'll, uh, 
he'll smack you in the face with the very obvious thing, which is uh, fantastic. I think that that goes to, I think a testament to what a big star he was like hosting the ESPYs is not, especially at that time. What can you tell me what year that was? That was 1998. Norm had a great 98. What was on? Okay, so he, I remember he got fired. I mean, he got got fired fired from SNL, but four OJ jokes. But I mean, the boy landed on his feet. Um, But he, I mean, just a great monologue. And you know, it's a great monologue when you never, it's either the best monologue ever or the worst ever when you never get asked to return. Uh, And of course, the lasting joke is like Charles Woodson, who had just won the Heisman Trophy. That's how long ago this was. It's like that's something you <laughs> they can't take away from you unless you kill your wife uh, and also stab gruesomely stab a waiter. <laughs> and every, like Ken Griffey Jr. is like, oh, dear God. Ken Griffey Jr. is very upset that he's on camera at that moment. <laughs> Did you see it was a tweet floating around? I'd never seen it, so I don't know how true it is until now that apparently Ken Griffey Jr. was so upset at that that he single handedly was like keeping Norm McDonald out of the after parties at the uh, S- those ESPYs after parties. I so, did not see that, but that does that. Given Griffey's <laughs> response, that, that doesn't surprise me. I didn't know KGJ and OJ were, <laughs> were CPFs. Um, but, yeah, just a great, great catalog. I feel like it's, I mean, it's been said, but it's, it's the most Norm McDonald ever thing to battle cancer for like eight years and like not just not tell anybody till you're dead. Um, also, don't, have you ever heard his bit about battling cancer? I have not. No, he's got, he's got an album. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a stand-up album. It's on. I listened to it yesterday. I want to see what it's called to tell people to listen to it. But the name of the first track is "It's Great to Be Alive." Norm Macdonald. The name of the album is "Me Doing Stand-Up" <laughs> from Norman 2011. First, first track. It's good to be alive. Second one is called "Courageous Battle." And it's a thing now that knowing how long he battled this, this came out in 2011. Who's the note? But he was basically saying, he's like, you ever know, like a guy could just die in like the 1600s. Now you got to, he had a courageous battle with cancer. Uh, like that whole thing. He's like, when you die, the cancer dies too. That feels like more of a draw than a loss of a battle. Uh, but it just, like, he does like a good 15 on death, just very morbid stuff. Uh, why do you have to be a loser? I feel like I, ha- I have heard that once. Like, why? I'm immediate- I just died, and now I'm a loser? <laughs> that Yeah, that's a great, I think it's like an hour long. Would recommend that if you were, I mean, if you are a fan or if you're not familiar with Norm MacDonald, it's, just, it's 10 tracks, it's an hour. It's just a tight stand-up, uh, and the last track is called OJ. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> the, the, the closing track is called OJ. So... R.I.P. So, to Norm McDonald. No, go ahead. I, I just had one more that I, I had to mention is that uh, it was like Pat Oswald came out and said the worst thing about the whole Cosby situation was the hypocrisy. And I couldn't believe that because to me, it was the rape. <laughs> <laughs> so many rapists are just out there being such hypocrites. <laughs> Listen, he laid on thick. <laughs> He laid on. Th- I do like, like he. He cur- I mean, he he'll work blue, but from that whole Saget roast, if he wanted to just not curse at all, he could. He clearly could. I feel like that's a true sign of talent. Like he can just whatever style you need, he's got it. Um. Also, I read his book 
it was an audio book and the only reason i read it was because he narrated it and oh, that's perfect it's exactly what you would think it is there's some jarring stuff in, in there um but is, overall, it, is it his own story like a memoir doesn't have a kind of like a wacky yeah. uh childhood growing up in canada it's he gets into it uh and it, I, it's if you're a fan it's worth the read so i won't spoil it but if you do it get do do yourself the favor get the audiobook let him read it because I, f- I feel like it's times he's like going off script like he's like it's my like I, who cares um so rip to a to a real one man legit one of the i don't think it's a stretch to say one of the funniest people that ever lived um and i think if you asked a lot of the other funniest people that ever lived i think they would agree which feels like the the highest praise to someone so rip to norm uh i imagine his family is getting these streams and stuff and book sales or whatever so that's a way to support but i'd recommend checking out his work any of it literally any of it it's all good uh he's got conan over he's got 100 conan o'brien interviews i know i'm forgetting other stuff but he's got his own podcast too so you can go back and listen to that where he's just being norm uh with bringing celebrities on and telling them jokes that make them uncomfortable <laughs> yeah like the <laughs> it was i wonder if he planned this too he died the week of 9 11 because he's got a <laughs> he's talking to uh oh i can see his face but i can't he's a comedian i'll tell you that i'll tell you that for damn sure uh he's like for the fifth straight year JetBlue airlines ranked number one in customer satisfaction have you heard this one <laughs> it's like five years straight you know what ranked dead last 9-11 airline <laughs> reminds me of that tragedy that was awful wasn't it i don't know why you i don't know why you named, so everybody it's two other guys and they're both doing that like just uh, uh and <laughs> so again norm just straight face don't laugh at 9-11 I walked through blood and bone in Manhattan looking for my brother. He was in northern Canada. That's where he lives. And then he just moves up like that. He is the king of just like intentionally dumb stuff, but not like sticking around so everyone else knows he's in on the joke. Just being like oh, yeah. intentionally really dumb or <laughs> offensive or anything, but and to just keep on moving. And that's like my exact lane that I love. Yeah, no, nah, he's... I, again, as long as I've been watching him, he's been one of the bigger influence, like comedic influences on my life. So, yeah, that new that news hurt to hear only as a fan, uh, you know, so we can imagine what his, his family, close friends are going through. But I, it does feel like the way he would want to go just with no one knowing. Until that he's he been battling there. for 10 yeah, years. No. <laughs> yeah, battling. They would also love it. Uh, that he was call it, calling it battling. So RIP to Norm MacDonald, one of the realists. I want to talk some more. No, no. Um, I feel like it, it's all been said. I, I love Norm RIP. There is something I wanted to get to today. It's about football. Ooh, I watched football this weekend. <clears throat> yes, yes. Um, it was something that it came up last week. I was doing a stream. It was just we were talking about like quarterback rankings. And so 
I feel like anytime if I'm talking rankings or laughing at someone else's rankings, I feel like it's only fair to say my rankings too, so they can laugh at mine and I can block them, or I they can agree with it and I can block them because I don't like kiss ass. Um, that's cap. I love kiss ass, but I did want to do a quarterback ranking, but just a couple things. One, this is not for fantasy. This is like this is this is real hooper. I don't know what hooper. Um, real real slingers, real yeah, slingers, real, <laughs> real slingers, real blockers, uh, real football ball. And the point of this is, I want a quarterback that can win me the Super Bowl this year. This year, not somebody you think can win, you know, every game, but do you think this person can win three straight playoff games, four straight playoff games? With three, maybe all four of those being on the road, right? On the other side, like Tom Brady, his arm might fall off the first day of training camp next year. Don't matter. We only need it to the Super Bowl. Same for Trevor Lawrence. If you think Trevor Lawrence is going to be the best quarterback in the league in three years, it also doesn't matter because we're only going for this year. It's a fantasy draft that happens on week one of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With all my week one... Like I've concluded, it appears Tyrod Taylor is the best quarterback in the league. Um, But yeah, these are in a vacuum. So like, don't it's not Baker Mayfield because he has a great offense around him, even if you like or don't like Baker Mayfield. It's just Baker Mayfield in a vacuum or Tom Brady in a vacuum or whatever. And I did tiers. So it's subjective. Just remember this before you yell at me. If they're in the same tier. I don't really want to hear it. Like if I, you're like, what, what? You had one guy 11, one guy 13. Hey, shut the hell up, man. What do you? you, what do you I thought you had like a real gripe. I thought you had a, you, you arguing like Kirk Cousins or Ryan Fitzpatrick, man. Get out of here. Um, That's what I do every year when like the athletic comes out with their tier though. I was like, what? You put Jalen Brown at a two C? He's clearly a two A. Like, <laughs> it's like who who do we bump out? LeBron James? Yes, get him out. Um, but yeah, week one's considered. Let's assume full health. It's just much funner this way to not project. And also, I it was tough, but I'm like for 49ers and the Bears, Jimmy G and Dalton are the starters now. And for the I don't think they'll be the starters at the end of the year, but I, we like we haven't seen Justin Fields or Trey Lance. It doesn't feel fair to them to put them in it. But I'm the second they take over may jump back in with the edit and last thing nasty man watson is not listed um Nor should one, he be. one because he's nasty two he's not playing it doesn't seem like he's gonna play this year so having said that like starting yeah starting from the top it's gonna go from the butt but starting from the because you know everybody knows who the top ones are like a tier a at patrick mahomes tom brady aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom. They're in the same tier. You're not listening. You're not listening, guy who's upset by this. That's tier A. Tier B, very good. Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen. Tier C, this is your – they're fine. They're fine. I think anybody in this list you can win a Super Bowl with this year. You, you can't again. Need not a just super good defense. You would you would need a perfect uh, a, a ninety nine everything around them, but they can do it. 
I've got number eight, Matthew Stafford, number nine, Kyler Murray, 10, Justin Herbert, 11, Joe Burrow, 12, Baker Mayfield, 13, Trevor Lawrence, 14, Ryan Tannehill, 15. And this was a late addition after week one. This is a big week one overreaction. I wanted at least one. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is now in here. I know the Falcons are terrible, but that's what you want somebody to do to a terrible team. Shred them apart. So. Does anything I know you're not a, a huge quarterback, but not anymore. Um, no, ever since QB school. Uh, yeah. You, does it has anything jumped anybody higher than or Hurts lower? being on there uh, is. Uh, I mean, if it's a week one overreaction, then I get it. But mm -hmm. no one else really jumps out. Um, yeah, I mean, they all seem kind of just like good above average quarterbacks, but no one you mm -hmm. want to like really plant your flag in. So I think the tier makes sense. And I know Stafford might I feel like I've heard more Super Bowl talk around the Rams than and so Stafford might be I think people might have objections to that might put him in the second tier just because that guy throws for 7000 yards a year. He surely does. Uh all for not. But I think that's and I, that's why I had him like 8. I had him as close to that tier as I can because if he's like he just has to come in and be Matthew. He doesn't have to come in and like Lift them to higher. Just come in and do what you've been doing for 10 years, dude, and you are set. There, I was surprised, like, in this tier, I think it's a good thing. I was surprised by how many, like, really young guys. Kyler's year three, Herbert year two, Burrow year two. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, that's just really just betting on the pedigree. Because I had to look, like, each one of those quarterbacks is like, okay. It, what's the line where I don't think Trevor Lawrence can win three straight games? And a guy who dropped because his week one, Ryan Tannehill, because I think I, I think I had him a, a over Trevor Lawrence, but mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. and then Jalen Hurts. That's fifteen. That's tier C. Tier D. In my opinion, I do not think you can win a Super Bowl this year with anyone in this tier. This is the like the you know the Mendoza line in baseball. This is the Derek Carr line. Yeah, this is the Derek Carr Hayden Winks uh, Doza line. Oh man, there was like some yeah. clip of Derek Carr where he just completely missed a wide open receiver, and I made sure to tweet it at Hayden, <laughs> and then he got me back later, and I was like, oh, "That's why you don't don't tweet. That's why you don't tweet in the first half." Or <laughs> I didn't watch the second half, so I didn't see it happen. That's why I got my good oh, tweet in. Boy. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, no, the second half was a treat because he looked like a genius and then the dumbest man alive and then a genius again. And that's exactly why I can't have Derek. That's exactly the point. You need I consistency need, you, in the playoffs. You Again, you have to win three or four straight games. I don't see it. I don't see it. Again, I... I would love to be proven wrong. Like I, the better the quarterbacks are, that just generally brings up like league play. I don't have a horse in this race. I don't have a team. I just want good court. Like I had to watch Jalen Hurts and Matt Ryan the local game. What the hell did I do to deserve Matt Ryan? Steal? So, so Derek Carr, he's sixteen. I've got him smack dab average, and he get. He's the highest tier of D. If he gets into this tier C, it's not impossible. 17, Tua, 18. This is where it really gets nasty, man. 
18, Kirk Cousins. 19, Matt Ryan. 20, Jimmy Garoppolo. Ooh. Now, you know what? This, I, okay, let me, I'm flip. I'm making an ind- uh, executive decision. I'm flipping these. Matt Ryan is 20. Or excuse me, Matt Ryan's 19 after week one. Jameis Winston is 20. Jimmy Garoppolo is 21. You throw five touchdowns on four passes, I got to move you up. I got to move you up. Results have to matter sometimes. Sometimes you put them in the formula and PFF (laughs) says uh, five touchdowns is good. (laughs) The most important stat is quarterback wins. I've always said it. Um, So Jimmy Garoppolo is 21. Jared Goff, 22. Carson Wentz, 23. Teddy Bridgewater, 24. Tyrod Taylor, 25. Mac Jones, 26. Zach Wilson, 27. That is tier D. Tier E, this is... You're not serious. This is this is the you're not serious. Twenty eight Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like if you go into a year with Ryan Fitzpatrick as your quarterback, trying to win a Super Bowl, you're not serious. Because again, three or four straight games, some of which on the road. No sir. Twenty nine Ben Roethlisberger. Thirty Sam Darnold. Thirty one Daniel Jones. Thirty two Andy Dalton. Now explain to me this. Back no. when I used to watch football. True. Ben Roethlisberger was good. Like the Steelers had playoff runs. I believe he won a Super Bowl. That famous two pass up. to San Antonio Holmes. Mm-hmm. Won two and lost a third. Like, listen, what happened to him? Like, I, mean, he's I feel just, like he's other quarterbacks age, like he can still be pretty effective, but he's like bottom five bad now. He is. Well, the thing is, doing a bad shit weighs on yourself. No, um. He's really old. The other quarterbacks from his draft were Phillip Rivers, who retired last year, and Eli, who retired, what, two years ago. And so, like, Drew Brees is out of there. Brady is Brady. Like, he one of one. Roethlisberger is old, man. Like, it's all those hits. All 39. That. Sheesh. Yeah, 30. Was it year 17, 18 for him? Was it 04 draft? 03, maybe? 04, yeah. 04, yeah. Like, it's, it's just adding up. And... Like they've still got they've got a great defense. They've got some wide receivers. Their running game is not bad, but their line is terrible. Their line is terrible, which for a 38-year-old immobile quarterback with no, and then they drafted a running back in the first round. So they're not serious on more than one uh level. They did beat the Bills week one, but again, week 20, and if week 20 he still let it. I'll attribute it all to Benny Snell, man. Baby boy of the year, uh, if he gets that done. But until, like, Daniel Jones, I don't see it. Sam Darnold, maybe. Like, Sam, if Sam Darnold jumps up, a t- that wouldn't surprise me. Like, again, I'm only going off the Jets years. Roethlisberger is not going anywhere. Fitzpatrick, he could be hot, but uh, you're rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic at this point. Like, if you talk, man, how, how dare you have Carson Wentz? Uh, so close to Tyrod, Ty- bro. We're in the tw- like, you know what I'm saying? We're in the twenties. Like, we're this is the late fourth quarter, man. The, the game's out of hand. Uh, let's just get it. No fouls call. Let's just let's just get out of here. So, I gotta say, I feel good about my tears. It seemed like I good wanna, tears. I think good tears. I think they're good tears. I feel good about these tears. I'm looking forward to hearing everybody's. Everybody can send me. 
your one biggest gripe. I know you get I know you got 32. I know the entire list stinks. Send me your one biggest gripe. Because again, I'm listening. I changed like I Rudman's changed just things. clacking at his keyboard. Back Jones yeah. tier three. <laughs> Rudman, say less. Uh now see that's why I put, that's why I put Jalen Hurts over there. It's like uh you throw the dog a bone early to uh, get him out of the way. Um but yeah, like I changed Jameis on the fly. I changed ten, like I I don't care if the tw- if the if Mac Jones or Zach Wilson, if they the real deal and they end up tenth it, okay. And this is not something I'm gonna keep going like through the like a uh, power ranking. Um but I just wanted to get it on record. And I may check in on like if somebody starts taking a jump up, like Justin Herbert's been playing really like had a killer season, great first game. I saw there's really no point watching an NFL game. You just follow like I think if you follow like a, a, a quarterback guru, a running back, like a line guru, you just be like, hey, here's every good throw Justin Herbert made. <laughs> I watch those. It's like two minutes. I'm like, oh, this guy's cooking. Um, so Herbert could jump up. Kyler had a great, great week one. Burrow, if he, I mean, if they could just keep him upright. Trevor Lawrence, Wills, I mean, if he has a coach by week six, that 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 might take the cake. But yeah, outside, I look forward to hearing everybody's exactly one gripe. They're exactly one gripe. It's Thursday, Jam. We changed the day. Did you know that? We did. I did. I was aware. So it's Thursday. But I think this works out because we get to do a little Thursday night rumble. I like now, this rumble. What's Thursday night rumble is what everyone is. Well, Everyone's still yelling at the quarterback rain. I'll give them a minute. All Indianapolis Colts fans are furious. I, I get, listen, there's still 20% of Eagles fans that want me dead for that. They're like, how is Carson Wentz not seven? I'm like, y'all not even married anymore. Like, what are you talking about? But Thursday night rumble, four rounds, it's no quarterbacks. This is the beauty of it. You're drafting for the Thursday night game. Four flex positions because it's Daniel Jones and Taylor Heineke. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't underdog wouldn't do that to you. I wouldn't let them do that to you. And I don't know how long Fitzpatrick is out, but if he is out, then he, Taylor Heineke he had the hip injury that Isaiah Thomas had. Like, oh, that's God. it's uh, oh, so he's retired. Oh, okay, I Damn. don't think he's coming back. Like, I'm pretty sure I don't. Don't, don't hold me to that, but I'm pretty sure oh, that. Uh... <laughs> I mean, well, football players come back from literally anything after Alex Smith, and they come back from anything in a calendar year. But yeah, I didn't know it was that. I thought it was like a, I don't know, week to week. Okay, then Taylor Heineke is in. He's. I don't think this changes at all. To be completely honest, he's still 28th because he had a he had a good playoff game last year. So if they uh, he can do some things, if they can scheme to that. So if we can get a Thursday night rumble, can we get that pulled up? I accidentally just entered one. Um, Pathetic. So we can add that if you want to draft for me, but I know you want to make your own money. Well, I'll, I mean, I want to make my own money. I want to lose your money. I'm about oh. to enter one now. Okay. Let's, the fine folks can see the players who are available. <laughs> and uh, I, let me say this. This is really easy to use. And I like this is a football kicking up. This is fantasy time, right? This is when you've got 
Terry McLaurin or Saquon Barkley? Who do I do? McLaurin. Saquon Barkley is one leg, as quiet as his kept. Um, Nailed it. See? This is how, that's how easy the app is, man. That's how easy Thursday Night Rumble is. Here's the thing. They changed it, okay? Promo code TRIP. It still exists. Promo code TRIP, T-R-I-L-L. But now it gets you $10 free on your first deposit. It was $25. But I know that doesn't affect anybody listening to this right now because you signed up when it was $25. That's what everyone is agreeing right now. So promo code TRIP will still get you $10. And as I look at the Thursday night rumble, it costs $10. Ooh. So, I mean, you can walk in that for free. They got the gym for baseball. Best putt. Listen, sometimes I dab, if I need like one more pick on a hot, I'll throw a hockey in there. I'm not good at it. I'm not good in the slightest. But best putt, uh, classic twos coming for hockey. Basketball, I don't know. Maybe they'll acknowledge. Maybe underdog will finally stop ignoring basketball and prop bets, prop games of skill. I bet they won't stop ignoring prop games of skill. But promo code trill, either way, we are jumping in the Thursday night rumble. The draft starts soon. What's your team looking like, Jim? I got the guy you told me to get, McLaurin. Then I got uh, Saquon Barkley because he was still on the board in the second round. Yeah. I felt like then I got some guy named, uh, I forget his first name, but it was like Dynamy Brown, I think. Oh, yeah, Diami Brown, yeah. I was like, I draft basically on a cool name alone. And then I have a final pick coming up. I'm going to go for Devontae Booker. Okay, that's an option. The fourth round is tough because it's only two teams. So it's kind of like you got to nail that fourth round sleeper. Like, oh, this guy's 85 kickoff return. That's what I learned. I did seven of them Sunday and that's what I learned in a four person flex draft everybody's kind of punting one like nobody's going to hit on all four everybody punts one but you need one sleep you need one like double digit you don't even even have to go crazy just double digit I am on the board I have the first pick I'm taking Antonio Gibson that's what I'll do it seems wise Yes, and I've also well, we'll get to that. I've got some like backup quarterback. I don't think the Giants are very good. I do think Antonio Gibson is good. So I, if they go to the backup quarterback or yeah, backup quarterback playbook, I feel like we could see some screen. Like he was like running back and wide receiver in college. So pass catcher, I feel like he could see a lot of work. This draft is going quickly. Sterling's that's yeah. the other thing. Four rounds, you can you can Listen, just do that. You, <laughs> Jam, did one. I just did Jam just did one. I'm about to be done with one in the time that uh, <laughs> we started this. Okay, I'm back on the board. Saquon Barkley is still available. He's listed as quite. I got back to back picks, so I could. I could. What the hell? I don't feel good about that. I didn't feel good about it either. I was like, hey, why is he still available in the second? Well, round? That's he exactly longer in your your draft than he did mine. That's a, he. I mean, if I flipped around, he would have been there in the third round. And if I don't take him, I'll be. I don't know how far he falls. Like, I there. I don't know if he had setbacks, but he tore ACL early, like week two or three last year. 
And so I guess the thought or my thought was, oh, AC, man, ACL, there's nothing these days. I don't know if he had setbacks or what, but he's listed as questionable tonight. He didn't get a lot of work in week one. I'm trying to see exactly how much. It's not important. It wasn't a lot. Um, I feel good about my team. I got one last pick to make. Who was your last pick, you said? Devontae Booker. Wait. I don't even know who that is. He's a running back. I don't know which team. I think he plays for the Giants. He is Maybe? a he is a giant. The last round was in my draft was Booker, Kyle Rudolph, mm. and Darius. No, not Darius Slayton. Uh I can't see. <laughs> Mine was Kyle Rudolph, Cardarius Tony, and I will take Adam Humphreys, who caught two passes last week. To close out the draw. Oh, look who's projected to be number one. It's me. It's me. Yeah, Saquon Barkley had 10 carries for 26 yards last week. It's getting ugly. Real fast. Real fast. I want to look at some prop games of skill. Ooh. If the people don't mind. Aha. Look, look. I checked these earlier. I see the line has been pushed up on one of these risk team. What news did they get? Yeah, what, what do y'all know? I think let me make sure because I might have. I might have got it in early because I know they're sneaky tricks. Yep. OK, so Antonio Gibson, the line now uh, 93 and a half Russian receiving yards. I got it at 91 and a half. So they jumped it two. They jumped. What, so, what's going on in the risk team that that's a, a two yard jump? Like what happened? What do they know? You feel me? Because last week he got 20 carries for 90 yards, three catches for 18 yards. So he gets touches. He gets work. Them jumping that line makes me concerned. I'm now staying away from that because they know something I don't. However, Antonio Gibson longest reception. 11 and a half yards. Give me the over. Like, again, he he's like a dynamic got Not that like a 60, 70 yard, but he he got some some moves. And he, I, I like that a, longest reception category because yeah, that's, that's, that's just yeah. a fun one. And 11 and a half seems quite, that's like quite a, small. Like, you just got to catch a slant and get a first down. You, that's you, what I'm you're saying. There for 12. Dude, let one screen go for like one first day. I can tell he's going to get tackled on a screen for exactly 11 <laughs> yards. I just know how that's going to go. But give me the over on that. Again, I think he gets a lot of work. Terry McLaurin, longest reception, 25 and a half. Going under on that. Going under on that. He's a speed demon. Uh, I don't, yeah, I can tell you, you're not very, uh, familiar with him. You know what his nickname is? Fast Terry. F1. Oh, that's good. That's way better than Fast Terry. <laughs> it's the worst. Um, <laughs> he'd, be, yeah, he'd be flipping burgers right now if his name was Fast Terry. Give me the under on that. Again, he's – I feel like like backup quarterback, I feel like that's what they're going to take away. I feel like they're going to – you know, Gibson or Terry McLaurin, I feel like they'll put the focus on keeping him, you know, from getting over the top. So – I will take the under there. Danny Jones. Whew. 
fantasy points. Actually, I don't even. Oh my gosh. I'm going to take the under, man. I think, that, like, this Redskins defense is there. The front four, at very least, is monstrous. Monstrous. So give me Antonio Gibson, 11 and a half yards uh, over for longest reception. Terry McLaurin, 25 and a half under longest reception. And Danny Dimes, 15.55 fantasy points, very specific. And give me the under. I feel like Chase uh, Young and, and the crew go crazy. But rival, cook, jump over to rivals. This is particularly nasty work. Fantasy points, Taylor Heineke or Daniel Jones. Oh, what the fuck is this? He you. Boo. Take this off the board, Riz team. Interceptions. Jones. <laughs> okay, Risk Team earned it back a little bit by having interceptions as category. I'm listening. Uh Jones zero. Heineke plus point five. I don't so if, so if Heineke throws one, he wins. I win. Who wins? I don't get it. Staying away. If they throw each throw one, then Heineke mm. is the yeah, it's basically like Daniel Jones needs to throw at least one more than Heineke. If the okay, I don't understand much about football, but it sounds like the Redskins have a very good defense. Doesn't the Taylor Heineke football team? Oh, I apologize. That was just a that shows you how long I've been. Uh, yeah, caveman. But don't it, doesn't Heineke just need to hand the ball off and like complete some nice like short four yard passes, just dink and dunk, and just like. Time of possession. Isn't that what you do when you have a very good defense and no quarterback? Is that you just run the ball and like have him do very little? It would seem like it. And they legit like McKissick is not not bad. He's one. I, I want this one. Daniel Jones or JD McKissick, who is the backup running back for Washington. Rush yards. McKissick is getting six and a half. Danny Jones can run, but again, for that reason, I just feel like it's a lot of not high risk. Let's keep the ball on the ground. A lot of carries, rotating backs in and out. So I'm going McKissick on that one. But he's got like Antonio Gibson, McLaurin, um, the tight end, uh, Logan Thomas. So Logan Thomas reception. Now I'll go Sterling Shepard here. I feel like he'll get a lot of garbage time receptions because I do not think they're going to win. And fantasy points i don't even know i, I can't I, I don't know who i want would even root for i just don't know um ooh, rush yards antonio gibson or heineke is getting 50 and a half he runs a little bit but that's a lot of rush yards that's against the starting running back the st- yes that huh. what is the risk? That feels like a trap. What is the risk team doing there? That's what I'm saying. Am I overthinking this? Like Heineke can run a little bit, but he's not going to have with it. If he has within 50 yards, I feel like something went wrong. Antonio Gibson should have 100 yards, and Taylor Heineke should have six rushing yards. The key to the football team's win was just 17 QB bootlegs, <laughs> 17 read options. Uh, none of them worked. Um, so we're locking that in. Give me Sterling Shepard receptions uh, plus one over uh, 
or excuse me, excuse me. Give me Sterling Shepard over Logan Thomas plus one in receptions. I got J.D. McKissick plus six point five rush yards over Danny Jones. And I'm going with Antonio. I'm going with the starting running back to hopefully have 51 more yards than the starting quarterback. Also, we aren't sacks count as negative rushing yards? Like uh in college they do. I don't know if they don't. That would it feels like it only makes sense if the uh, hmm. if you lose yards as the ball handler. I mean it's just one of those those yards gotta go somewhere. Rushing, yeah. Uh, no, they don't track. Yeah, in the, in the NFL, they don't because, like, David Carr would have rushed for negative 5,000 yards. And maybe he did. Maybe he did, for all I know. Um, one thing I forgot to do last week and also the week before. Well, no, I couldn't have. Never mind. Never mind. Kentucky. Oh, this word. Now that we're doing, uh, Thursday, I can get the Kentucky football line. Now we are two and zero and ready for Bama. Some people are saying, but we're playing the Chattanooga Mocks. Ah, uh, yes, the yes powerhouse Mocks having a bit of a down year of it, and the line is with Kentucky is favored by thirty and a half points. That's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. I'm going Chattanooga there for a couple of reasons. One, it's a 12 p.m. game. Crowds weak. Everybody's weak. Like nobody's really nobody comes out firing. It's in Lexington, I assume. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, you don't want to <laughs> play the mocks at at mock uh, stadium. Do you know what a mock? You know what a mock is? A mockingbird. Yeah. The state bird of Tennessee. Is it real? I'm all in on the mocks. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's look. That's better than the vo- the volunteers. What is this? What a joke! Uh, an unserious state. Memphis and Nashville aside, and Chattanooga. I like I like the mocks in on the mocks. And again, I'm taking them in thirty and a half points. That's a lot of points. Like we as a team, Kentucky shoots <laughs> shoot ourselves in the foot way too much to run it up on anybody. We just played Missouri which was uh, I feel like we have the weirdest games because we're exactly even as teams. That's why it's like looking in a mirror. It just breaks some shit. We have weird games, but we won that one. It was a battle, though. It was a battle that went into Saturday night. This one Saturday early. I think all that stuff adds up. So I'm taking the mocks and the points. Look at Oh, we're looking at the mock, the chief mock. His name is Scrappy Mock. Oh man, that's a good looking bird. That's oh, a good man. looking bird mascot. I you gotta take uh when you got a bird like that and 31 points, I feel it's like a winning combination. He got a, a C on his shirt for cool. Cool guy. <laughs> um that is if he shows up, yeah, we're cooked, dude. But yeah, mocks in the points. However, the over-under on the game as a whole, 42 and a half. Over, over, over. Kentucky's offense is finally scoring points. I don't know if our defense is good yet, which, listen, we'll find at the mocks. They'll put you to the test, and you'll see. Um, But Kentucky will win in the 20s, I imagine. Won't win by 31. Take the mocks and the points. Take over 42 and a half points. I think, hopefully, Kentucky does 40. I'd like to see us do 40-something on our own. Um, mm Mm-hmm. 
Count it. Lock it in. Baby boy of the week. Baby boys of the week. Jam, it's time for baby boys of the week. And the baby boys of the week are two two of my, my newest born baby boys. Chris Livingston signed this week to play at Kentucky. Shaden Sharp signed this week to play at Kentucky. We're looking at the, the article. Um, they confirm, I believe it's a Livingston. Let me see. Six, six, four from Ohio. And I believe Shaden Sharp is a guard. Now, Shaden Sharp, the thing about Shaden Sharp, he's the number one overall recruit. And in the country? In the in the world, really. Um, and as of right now, we've got the number one class. I don't think we're done yet. Don't yeah, think we're a, done yet. Sharp's a 6'5 shooting guard. Yep. And the, <laughs> my old man sent me an article uh and it compared. It said Shaden Sharp is a. It was like think Bradley Bill with Zach Levine's athleticism. I said that's a hell of a player. Oh, if Bradley, <laughs> if Bradley Bill could score thirty a game and then jump out of the gym, and also he got to play the SEC, I'm all in. Like what? What's not to love about Shaden Sharp? Think of Steph Curry with LeBron James's body. <laughs> <laughs> think if Russell Westbrook and Giannis uh, had a baby with Steph Curry. This okay, number two prospect, Derek Lively. So yeah, it's still there's still some top recruits out there. So Derek Lively, uh Kason Wallace, a dim boner. You you want to hear your name with that baby boy of the week? <laughs> you know what to do. I'm a I'm high on the dim boner. I <laughs> he's gotta come. Let's, no, I can't say that. Dim boner's gotta come. Don't, take that out. <laughs> Delete that. Delete that footage. Uh, where is he from? What's his, I want his life story. I want it he's, now. He's from Windsor, California. He's a 6'9 center. Okay. Um, How much you weigh? That's a good question. ESPN doesn't want to tell me. Mm, playing in court. Eh? 225 pounds. So he's okay. already like, pulled out. Okay. I was going to say, yeah. Any, that's why I got to add like a, a, a center going from high school to center. He, or high school to college, he could weigh anywhere from 180 to like, 480. It's like he either got to gain 100 or lose a whole 100. Um, a dim bona. What I, happens I, to the five star Kentucky recruits who just don't play because they're like the seventh ranked five star on in their recruiting class? Do they just end up always transferring? That feels like well, a not fun. Well, it's some transferring the past couple of years, like some have st- like Emmanuel quickly did two years, like he his first year. He came in a five-star recruit, and his first year, he just wasn't very good. Second year, came back, first-round pick. P.J. Washington's first year, he wasn't very good. He came back, lottery pick. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein came back twice and ended up becoming like a top-six pick. So some – it's more – I mean, just by the math, more (laughs) don't work out than do. But some – like Kyle Wilcher transfer, had a good career with Gonzaga – Charles Matthews. There's a few guys I, I, I try to keep tabs on because that that's the thing, Adem. Once you're a baby boy, you're a baby boy for life. Blood in, there's no blood out because you don't get out. But you also don't get in unless you sign on the dotted line. And I just saw today Ohio State football is now doing uh, like jerseys where the players will get a cut of it. Ooh. 
Can we start paying a, a baby boy of the week who would, uh, under NIL in Kentucky? Can we, like Listen. Risk team needs to get on board, slide into some DMs. Like we need a not here to argue player uh, for all of us to sponsor You've, to the I just, basketball season. I just get to put a hundred thousand dollars cash in Shaden Sharp's hand. I think that will work. Like if, if they do, if they have these jerseys, you have clip it if you must. I guarantee. If he goes to Kentucky and they have a Bona jersey, it will be on my back. <laughs> it will be on my back. So we're looking at Shaden Sharp's gram here. How many followers do you got? Uh, 34,000, 34.6. Okay. So maybe, maybe with a little like uh, not here to argue post, but I, I got to say for the number one recruit, that feels a little low. It is. Like you look at, I think Jalen Green had like a million followers, like going, maybe even going into the G League. So interesting, interesting. I like that. It's just, just, just haters. Everybody who's not following right now is a hater. So I got to go back. And, I got to follow him real quick. Uh, so he don't think I'm a hater. But I'm, I'm very much looking forward to watching Bradley Beal mixed with <laughs> Zach Levine. I think that's awesome. I think it's a, a very healthy uh, comparison to put on a 17 year old. I think it's one that. There's no downside, right? I mean, I guess he he could become them both. Like, I don't know, just some super spawn of them both. But who am I to say? Two things. No, three things. Three things before we get out of here. Seven things before we get out. No, one of the links I sent you, we got one week until NBA training camp. Which is wild. That, <laughs> like... It's one week until training camp, one month until the season starts. One month until the season starts doesn't blow my mind. One week until – I don't know what it it, is. It's like pitchers, catchers reporting. It's like the World Series was – I feel that way every year. The the World Series was two weeks ago. Um, Which person's going to come into training camp in the best shape of their life? Ooh. See, I was – Why is it Ben Simmons? (laughs) I would love that uh, if somebody who's already in great shape just gets like if Ben Simmons just show just shows up like it's like nah man like he's like cut man Ben Simmons is two sixty rock he's like I'm in the best shape of my life uh, and I'm not taking any Embiid shit this year but I'm gonna be the point guard and the center I, I'll play it all damn it but I just got three things three 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 lines I want to uh, keep an eye on going into the season because I feel like this is when the odds will be the most favorable. And if I'm not, I believe one, if not more, these are already starting to change a little bit. We're looking at the 2022 is from what basketball insiders. I don't know what the odds are from, but they're, They're they got numbers. Yeah. They're legit. Um, Nets plus 300, the favorite, of course, Lakers plus 550 bucks, 900 warriors, 1200 Clippers. That's 16 or 18. Or neither. Shit. Okay, 18. And yada, yada, yada. I still like Bucks plus 900. That one hasn't moved yet. I feel like it's a... It, it's not going to go the other way. I feel like this only goes down when they start 12-1. and one Or when it's like, oh, training camp. Oh, boy. Drew Holiday and Giannis with a year together to work. Oh, boy. 
uh, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton with some rest because they didn't have to go from the finals to the Olympics. So plus 900, just I put a little something on that now. Something to consider. Something to consider. Along with that, if you got uh, MVP. But before we go to that, I have the one that sticks out to me, and I I hate this team. I hate their entire culture. I hate everything they're about. But Miami Heat plus 4,000. I I think there's a chance they're like the third best team in the East if we're just talking about mm. like playoffs. You know Joel Embiid and the Sixers are going to f- not make it to the second round because oh. that's not something they do. Hey, hey, they make it to the second round plenty. It's the oh, third. Oh, not get out. Yes, yes. Sorry. It's I'm so third. sorry. They, they've never <laughs> – we don't go over there, Symbol. Uh, but to see the Hawks, Nuggets, the Mavericks having Mavericks the ninth best uh, is insane to me. Like – we look at they, they, so they've got the Heat as the was it twelfth best odds, and yeah, like it. I'm trying to see like by conference. So they got Bucks, 76ers, Hawks. So they've got the Heat as the fourth best team. Fifth, Nets, Bucks, missing. Sixers, Hawks, then Heat. Ah, I completely looked over the Bucks. Um, so <laughs> you're going ahead. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> if it already if it clicks. For them, yeah, I don't hate plus four thousand is not bad because it's which I, I do appreciate them doing it. Uh, a good half of these are like plus ten thousand. It's just the acknowledgement that come on, man, half of these teams are just not winning the chance. Like, I mean, it's thirty. We can, we can just like short picks. Like the Mavericks odds are ridiculous. I the Mavericks have zero chance of winning the title. The Mavericks yeah. should be plus ten thousand. There is like if there's <laughs> any way I could bet again. Like, what are the odds I can get for betting the Mavericks will not win? Like, do I have to bet ten thousand dollars to make a hundred dollars? Like, you got, yeah, let's you hit up uh, Haralabal Vulgaris and he'll let you. I think he'll take that bet, he might take it out of his pocket. Uh, like Warriors plus 1200, that's throwing money away. I just, I mean, let's, I, I feel like that's you think or know for a fact they got a big trade in them because as constructed, I just don't, I don't think the war this Warriors team can win a championship. Philly, a little lofty, a little lofty. Utah, a little lofty, a little lofty for the one seeds last year to just not be taken seriously in either conference uh, is delightful. I don't know what about the Sixers and Hawks respective off seasons would have the Sixers at plus was it 18 and the Hawks at 30 plus 3,500. Interesting. Yeah, the whole Ben Simmons situation would make you think that Oh, you would probably take them off the like. How? Who? Only the craziest South Philly uh, gambling addict would like bet on the Sixers right now, having no idea what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. That's the again. That's what that feels like a Warriors win. It's like yeah, no, they're trading Ben Simmons for something real good. Um, seems pretty high to me. I'm trying to see, Portland's plus sixty six hundred. That's throwing money away. Um, I'm trying. Who has the lowest? The Oklahoma City plus fifty thousand, and respectfully, it's not high enough. If you simulate, if you did two K simulate fifty thousand times, I don't think the Oklahoma City Thunder would win once. That's just me. I don't think they want to win. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. Uh, <laughs> so we got uh, MVP. MVP odds. This also looking, is insane to me. This the favorite, the favorite as of right now, plus five fifty, Mister Luka Doncic. 
You like you think it's too high? You think it should be a, a closer to a lock? Even no. odds? Take it off the board? Uh, what like is is he going to lead the Mavericks to sixty wins? Like what is the narrative <laughs> behind Luca? Like I like yes, he's very good, but sure, I just don't see the Mavericks being like a a top four team in the West. Like at what I point? Think, I think they have to like if he gets them top three, he'll do the crazy numbers. He's coming off back to back first teams. I think it like it's a path for you. Just have to think that that team is winning. I guess it's not even about game. You just have to think that team's getting like a top three seed. You have maybe to think that Chris Porzingis is going to be good, and I I refuse to believe that. I, yeah. We live in a free society. So I I know I feel like this one's probably a year away, probably a year away. Embiid's second highest plus seven hundred. Not bad considering he basically. Had it through like what two thirds of the season, Durant plus seven hundred talent. Of course, I just don't in good faith see how he plays. That you could bet on him to play enough games uh, to do that. The one I want to keep my eye on again, Giannis plus eight hundred. If you go back and look at like only the numbers, only the numbers, he shouldn't have won it. But you can make the case Giannis should have won MVP last, right? He had just as good numbers as he did in his two MVP seasons. Three straight years. If you like, if you mixed them up, you couldn't pull one MVP like from the other two. If you did like per hundred possessions or whatever, he wasn't getting the vote last year because he didn't show up in the playoffs. Now that weight is completely lifted. Nobody like he's going to play a lot of games. He's going to be a first team All NBA defender, maybe Defensive Player of the Year. He's going to, I don't know what. He's improved on that. We don't know yet, but he always does. So having plus 800 and for a guy who not, I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's fueled by winning MVP, but I do think he's fueled by like he's on top and he wants to stay there. So plus 800. I like that Giannis quite a bit. Um, anything jumping out to you here? Steph is plus nine LeBron plus 12. I, think, I feel like we can give up on LeBron MVP. I mean, Ramona Shelburne won't give up, so I don't think we should. <laughs> She'll never give up. Uh, <laughs> I think James Harden at plus twenty two hundred. Like, didn't he get some some MVP buzz? Even though, like, then like he's pretty durable player or has yeah, been in his career for sure. If the Nets are winning like sixty plus games as you assume they are, and he's like kind of it just puts up James Harden points and the kind of assists you assume mm. he's going to get paying on that team, like. That seems like a pretty crooked number for for Harden. I know, like, you probably discount it just because it's harder to have an MVP coming from teams with two stars or multiple right. stars. But I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of like talk about Harden before he got hurt at the end of last year as like a potential candidate. Mm-hmm. So to see him be like the tenth lowest rated, like lower than Trey Young, and I love Trey, but if James Harden, this is just a bet. If they don't think he's healthy, because when James Harden's healthy, that's He's just an MVP conversation. And like you said, he was last year. So the I guess the line here is, are you taking the side that this was a blip on the radar and he gets back to playing 88 games a year? But the or, past like three years before that, didn't he finish second like three years oh, that's what I'm saying. He's a horse before this. So it's but it's also a thing. I think he what 32, 33. And I've just heard I've heard Tim McMahon. It's like done a lot of partying we don't know how that's going to age and it's like i 
I feel like he's been partying the whole time and still doing 30. <laughs> like, uh. The thing is, though, as someone who's 31 years old, the partying as you get older gets a bit harder to recover. It does. It does. But the thing I, I often wonder with a lot of these guys. When James Harden's going out. Is he getting drunk? Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like it's just like the point of it is not to be out and be drunk. The point is to be out and be James Harden. You know what I mean? Like, that's. He doesn't need to escape his thoughts. He's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's yeah. like, I'm, this is sick, dog. Like, I I just scored 38. Um, we don't play tomorrow. So I'm sleeping here. And I'll do the same thing tomorrow in Los Angeles. So, yeah, that he's in a like two other stars, but Kyrie and Katie's health. Harden's another one. He just wasn't getting the, after the way he forced out last year. He wouldn't get in that vote last year. This year, that stinks a little further removed. I could see it, but I also see why it's that low. AD's plus 20. AD and Tatum are close. Or no, died. Zoom in there a little bit, please. Is that 28? Yeah, 28 for both. Okay. Kyrie, 4,000. Give me a break. Um, Do you see that Kyrie might. Uh, <laughs> If he was traded, he would retire. And Nick Wright reported that. And then Kyrie came out and responded, like, you're a buster. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think both can be true. I think he could feel that way. And I absolutely think if he gets traded somewhere, he'd, I 100% think he would walk away. Nick Wright responded, was like, yeah, your problem's not with me. It's with your representation who has been telling everyone that you will retire if you get traded. All right, this is <laughs> – your anger is misguided, sir. Um, mm, mm, mm. Yeah, MVP is just so it's such a rare one. Like, there's just a, a good bit of the, like respectfully. DeMontis Sabonis, great player. Come on, he's not winning MVP. Well, yeah, I mean, if that pacer snagged that two seed that everyone's talking about. Yeah, if they if they can get if them him and Miles Turner, this is the year. Year 19 together. This is the year. I mean, you put Rick Carlisle, the greatest <laughs> offensive coach in the history of offense. Uh, with that prison. Pacers uh <laughs> talent. You don't know what's going to happen. 140, 150 points. I love how Rick Carlisle gets, still gets the genius tag. Love it. Um, listen, he he had the good enough favor uh, to coach the Pacers while they were good, the Pistons while they were good, and one of the best power forwards of all time. Uh, he's got it up here. You get uh, the one, the long shot I like on here. Two years, three years ago, excuse me, three years ago, Paul George finished third in MVP. Paul George had the best year he's ever had. He he's first team All NBA, first team All Defense. He finished. That was Giannis's first MVP year. Was hurt the first year of LA. This past year, he had, he had a pretty good year. Um, plus four thousand. I think we've. I think there's something to, like Paul George when he's a two. There's like some hesitancy in this game, but when he knows he's the guy. Like once his first year with Russ, I feel like Russ was still kind of the guy. Once Russ kind of passed the keys, Paul George went off. So no Kawhi for most, if not all of this year. Plus 4,000, like Donovan Mitchell is plus 2,500. And I, they'd give it to Rudy Gobert before. And I'm not even kidding there. I don't even see his odds, but I think, I just feel like with the people that vote for it, I feel like they would give it to Rudy Gobert. Is he really not? They don't. I like this site, man. This is all yeah. right. They don't have them on, <laughs> on here at all. This is all right. Uh, but Paul George, this built-in narrative, like if they make, if the Clippers are top four seed, it's basically Paul George has willed this team. Of misfits. 
of misfits and he's done it without Kawhi. He has been the lone star. He has been the most valuable. That's some, that's some good. Is it, is this a bet or a game of skill? This is a game of bet, a bet of skill. Um, yeah, listen, we don't do this in our waters. Um, underdog would never. But plus 4,000, again, I'm just, I, I feel like since that season, it's been two trains of thought for Paul George. I think he just he may have just turned 30 or 31 as well. And it's like, okay, that was the peak. Like that was the flu. Everything clicked that year. He'll never hit it again. Or there's the, like, oh, he figured it out. That's the start of something. I tend to lean toward the latter because I feel like once you hit first team all NBA, like that's that that's rare air. You don't I feel like you don't get a taste of that. And it's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm all set here. So he plays both sides. He's a really good shooter. He'll have some narrative. He'll have some market. Some like it's oh, the Clippers. If he can like keep them close with the Lakers in the standings. Um, I'm sure Ramona Shelburne and gang will bring up every bad thing he ever did to. Sources so, from close to the situation say the Clippers locker room is a mess. And it's yeah, all say Paul, Paul George's fault. He's a big, stupid, dumb, dumb head. Uh, end quote. But plus 4,000 for PG. I don't hate that as a long shot. And the last one, if we can go to uh, division winners. See, these say future B words. I feel like I had this up earlier. It's on Bovada. What division, what division stands out to you? Uh, Pacific. I like Pacific. That's out west. That's Lakers, Suns, Warriors, Kings, Clippers. Must be yeah. Clippers. All the all the uh, the good teams. Good teams um, in California. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Let's see. And the reason that sticks out to me. That's we so many odds, dude. Nerds. Who even picks this stuff? Here we go. The degenerates. Yeah, and who would even read it, record it? And <laughs> who listens to this crap? Yeah, who? Anyways, um, Pacific Division, yes, Warriors, Clippers, Lakers, Suns, Kings odds. Lakers plus 150, Warriors plus 300, Suns plus 220. Now, this is, sometimes you got to take a single, right? Just take, you know, everything don't have to be a, a home run. The Lakers have the second best odds to win the championship. If you think they're like they're just pedal to the metal, all like I feel like normally LeBron is not a oh the seeding doesn't matter. I don't think they want to be in that play in man. Like because you never it, it can be that close. They were playing really good ball, ended up in that play in, and bam, you're looking at the Phoenix Suns. So I do think they'll be like he's not playing all 82, but I, they'll be pedal to the metal somewhat. If you think they are that team, plus 150 to win the division. To get plus money get on a Lakers division win? That's, what like that's my – like, just for reference, the Northwest division right above it is Nuggets, Timberwolves, Thunder, Blazers, Jazz. Jazz are the favorite, but they're minus 220. And I feel like they're pretty – like, Nuggets are not going to have Jamal Murray for a good bit, if not all year. Um, so they'll be good playoff – worthy but not the favorite the jazz were the one seed last year and they're bringing like everybody back minus 220 the lakers who would again have the second best odds to win the championship plus 150 i don't know how long that lasts i don't know how long you can even get that so 
soon and very soon. Just consider again, just take you a, take a single, take a single there. Um, yeah, let's while well, we got the divisions. I mean, what the hey? Uh, so we got the what's y'all's Atlantic, the Atlantic, uh, yeah, Celtics, Nets, Knicks, 76ers, Raptors. Nets minus 200, which that's why the Lakers wouldn't start on me. Every other favorite, I believe, is minus. Um, Sixers plus 270, which is, I mean, the one seed they, from they last year. They were the one seed last yeah, year. one seed like, from last year. That's another decent one where it's like they just come out. My, my beef with the Sixers has never been their regular season performance. I've actually been uh, quite good at that. <laughs> yeah. So, and again, Doc Rivers, that's his specialty. So, I don't, don't hate that plus 270 there. Um, your Celtics plus one thousand. If you got some money to throw away, you I don't. Throw. Okay, well, if you do, I'm, and I'm a huge homer, but that's just a foolish. Yeah, I mean, respectfully, the Knicks are t- plus twenty five hundred. I feel like I would tr- like after last season and off seasons. Wh- why are their odds that big of a difference? Because the amount of uh, suckers that uh, mm. New York Knicks fans are going to uh, just bang that uh, Atlantic division because they're going to come in. Mm-hmm. The Knicks are going to be in the playing game next year. Guarantee it right now. <laughs> I guess Overhyped. The uh, too many expectations. I mean, the Celtics might be there too, but the Knicks, <laughs> after they get the four seed, everyone's going to be like, well, they're good. They, they added Kemba and uh, Fournier. Fournier. How could they not, not compete for the division? I mean, same way they couldn't compete with the Atlanta Hawks when they got the pants spanked off of <laughs> in the first round. Uh, I'm trying to say Knicks fans like. are dumb. I don't like <laughs> Knicks fans, and I don't. I don't. Uh, they got bad opinions. <laughs> it's subtle. Uh, Central Division. We've got this. Really, I mean, Bucks, Bulls, Cavs, Pistons, Pacers. The Bucks are minus one thousand to win that division. And I, boy, you talk about beating up on some garbage. They're playing in Triple A, man. Cavs, they get, they man. get the Cavs and Pistons four times. That's like and the Pacers. They're not going. You don't know they'll be awful. They're not going to be good though. And the Bull, the Bulls will be better, but minus one thousand. That is wow. Um, Northwest, we went through Jazz and minus two twenty there. Pacific Division again. Get that Lakers plus one fifty. You've noticed all the favorites I'm reading. Uh, Plus 150. Southeast Division. Looks like we got all uh, no clear favor here either. The Hawks and the Heat are tied at plus 120. Hornets plus 800. Magic Wizards, whatever. Hawks Heat tie is interesting. They're basically saying, yeah, we don't know. Um, and I don't either. I'd stay away from that division. <laughs> I, I would not. Well played, them. Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I, if you tell me the Heat get the four seed, you tell me the Hawks get the four seed. Wouldn't surprise me. Southwest division, moving back west. Rockets, Grizzlies, Pelicans, Spurs, Maverick. Oh, that's a, listen. That's a cake division too. Really. The Rockets are trash. The Spurs are trash. The Is Pelicans there, are. Tra- they don't know they're any trash. Any chance the Pelicans can do anything like? Any chance Zion does, like makes them a playoff team? Not even win the division because I don't think they can win the division. Yeah, like, I don't. I do. At th- some point, if you're Zion and you're the best player of your draft class, and you're mm-hmm. like, you got to be a playoff. Uh, just you got to play in the playoffs. Like that's how it works. That's, that's why he was looking. He said, "Man, I'm glad you said that, man." New York was in the playoffs. Zion, something <laughs> to think about. So I think they'll have some cap space soon. Mm. 
So, man, um, how do you feel about playing in Madison Square Garden? Yeah, what the <laughs> Manhattan? You like the city? Uh, yeah, Southwest <laughs> Division here. Pelic, I agree. I do think, like, just by sheer force, Zion this next season might be taking that step into. If I'm if I'm somewhat healthy, we're there's only so low, so bad we're gonna be. Like we're not gonna be worse than like a, a ten seed. Like I'd be surprised if they're not at least in the play in. But new coach Willie Green, maybe he's great. Hits the ground running. Addition by subtraction, and yeah, not having like I, being not be necessarily there. a bad thing. Lonzo Ball for Devonte Graham, hesitant on David Griffin. I don't trust at all. Um, but the Mavericks minus one fifty. Oh boy, I guess. I mean, I, they're clearly a favorite, but I was just like, damn, that's the division? Unless you think the Grizzlies got, you know, take another step. If the Grizzlies can just get healthy, I don't hate that. Because I I would not feel overly confident with the Mavericks there. Again, just for the long haul health and all that. And the Grizzlies, if they can get and keep Triple J, knock on wood, uh, healthy, plus 200 is not awful. No. Not awful. What do you think about this midseason tournament thing that they've been – talking about because it sounds like they're going to do it because they're going to make some money from it it's definitely going to happen um it's just one of those over the past few every i can't think of anything that really got floated out floated out that didn't happen like we was hearing about elam ending for overtime i feel like i heard that for a couple years draft lottery stuff like i then the play-in i admittedly i didn't see the vision with the play-in but i wasn't opposed to it now that we've seen, it's like okay, I get it. I like the play. I think it's a good thing. I don't, see, I don't see the vision with the mid seed. I just don't. I don't know why. I think it ultimately comes down to how do you make the players care? How do you make fans care? And I think I, the third thing is how do you make teams care? Like that they actually want to put their star player in yeah. this meaningless game because the yeah, player like, thing they offered a million dollars to every player who wins the tournament. That's what I saw. I mean, I get that might work. I mean, I get there are some people at the end of your bench. If I'm LeBron James, legit, I feel like he'd rather just, he's like, I'll just take the week off. Like, I don't, you don't have to give me the million. I'll just take the week off. I'd much rather, if it's going to be mid season and then we get an all star break, like, I'd much rather, are they going to do it around? I don't know. But I guess I, I just don't see, again, why people will care. And I, from what I've seen, the hope is that it's more like soccer style where they've got, regular season like cups mid-season tournaments and things like that but to my understanding i think don't like teams from like different leagues and stuff play for these cups yeah it's like they'll have like all of europe or like all of england and it's like a trick it's like more of a traditional thing like we won this cup you can't just start a tradition out of new and be like hey you should have some pride in this new (laughs) mid-season tournament presented by kia that's the whole is they're like hey all traditions got to start somewhere definitely uh the one that's shaped like a Kia because it's, yeah, it's definitely gonna be sponsored by Kia or TNT or somebody. Um, yeah, this is what you why would your team want to hold this up? Would you, why like would you even guarantee maybe not a playoff spot but like a position in the playing tournament if you win this tournament? So it's like there's some incentive to like, I, oh, if we win this, say something goes terribly wrong, but like no matter what, we're gonna get guarantee ourselves at least a chance and you know what if you are the a team that's good enough to win the mid-season tournament you probably don't have to worry about it but like right. say zion goes off for four games and then he finally gets the pelicans in i don't know i'm just trying to think of a way to like I, 
actually have the players play and the it's teams gonna care about be. winning. It's not because the playoffs, the postseason are the only thing everybody's on the same page about. Players, fans, po- like everybody's trying to win the championship, except David Griffin, who is definitely not serious. Um, but for this, it's like I, I've seen it's like you can give them a better lottery position. It's like, well, the players don't care about it. you get a better chance to take somebody who's going to take my job. Uh, I've seen like. You know, the cap, you get a cap space or whatever. It's like, I again, a player's going to go crazy for that. A million dollars, you'll get a lot of competition, I think, from some people. But legitimately, I just don't. LeBron's making 40 on the court and probably 50 off it. Like, it just, a million's a million. Maybe he would, but I don't know. I don't think you could make him care about it. He he cares about a ring. He's not going to. Okay. I just thought this is the way I would make. I would get if I was the NBA, you get LeBron to start tweeting some stuff about how Jordan never won the, uh, <laughs> the Stern Cup or the never won the uh, the Bill O'Brien Cup. He likes a couple tweets, something like that. Uh, that way he he has to put a target on it because again, I, don't, I just don't know how you make people care and people. T- it's like, oh, you're still gonna watch it. I'm not the one they're trying to. They got me. I'm not. I'm hooked. Oh, yeah, they, they got it. They're gonna I'm sell on the this TV rights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm already watching like Grizzlies Pelicans on a random right. night like, in January. Like, I'm sick. Like I, <laughs> but I I do wonder if you could do like different. I would watch different teams. Like I don't. If we could get I don't, the French Nat, like Victor Wimbanyama, he comes over and plays. Even if it's like the Suns, like the Suns just send their younger players. Okay. Or G, like I just feel like if we're if we're gonna watch the same teams play the same teams, what are we even doing? I like have seen a th- an idea for like an under twenty three. Yeah, so you everyone's like, they're under twenty three. Like it's a G League tournament, but like then you have your best young stars on there. As yeah, well. like the, any if you're giving me some kind of tweak because that's the another thing I can't. It's like you, we're gonna have the same teams play the same teams they just played and are about to play again. Like what? Senses that make, but yeah, under 23, under 25, you can bring up some G League guys or again, different country. Like if Real Madrid comes in, whoever, any one of these like pro overseas team, but they probably come in and wreck our shit. Uh, not a good way to start it, but <laughs> but then the I money would matter. Like everyone on a rookie contract, like, like they could use that extra million dollars. Definitely. Like they're going to be playing for it, especially if you're on a G League team. Like, it's gonna be interesting. With, listen, you put that same million up for the for the Spaniards too, and see how hard they're gonna be uh, knocking teeth out. But, Shane Larkin's gonna be kicking ass. <laughs> listen, he's got forty five. They can't stop him. Um, but I, it's it's gonna happen. So I'm hoping that it's a. I see the vision later. I think the NBA, to their credit, the NBA is willing. If you look at like just rule changes over the course, of, they changed quite a bit. Baseball is the exact same as it was in eighteen twenty two. Well, now we don't have to wait four pitches for an intentional walk. You That's the just... one upgrade. That's the, it's like a hundred years. It's like a. Toaster. I don't even like that one. It's not a walk. Just being the guy. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a man. Uh, football they ain't changed like no dement. They change how you can tackle somebody and who you can tackle some way. Basketball is like y'all like this line. Move it in. Y'all don't like it. Fuck that. Move it out. What? Take it. We don't need it all together. Too many fouls. Fouls don't exist anymore. Yeah, no, I, that, that's a rule change I like. Like, what, like y'all, it's taking too long to get the ball over half court. Cut it in half. Um, 
Y'all don't like the fourth quarter in overtimes? Fuck them. So the <laughs> NBA is is definitely willing to take a chance, which I, I do respect. And I again, I really do hope I, I'm just missing the vision here because I'm not. I don't know if you know this. I'm not much of a soccer fan. So it's like the cups thing. People are like, it's going to be like the cups thing in soccer. I was like, I don't know what that means. That tells me nothing. But it's probably, it feels like a, was it 21, 23, 24 season. It feels like that'll be uh, the the David Stern Cup as presented by uh, Kia and Sony and Nike and Goyard duffel bags. It is what it is. I'll watch it. Speaking watch of uh, it. speaking of Kia, this just reminded me. It was a great Norm, uh, another great McNorm McDonald moment. He snuck into Blake Griffin's Rookie of the Year uh, press conference and asked him why uh, no one had repeated as Rookie of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, like, what, what was he even doing there? <laughs> Who knows? That feels like a very it's like. No, do you know? He's like, I was trying to get to the grocery store. Uh, <laughs> He went out of his way just to do that bit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a great bit to his. It killed. It, it killed did. every single time. Uh, <laughs> to his credit. But one last thing before we get out of here, I would like to ask anyone listening to this: if you haven't already, take a minute and watch or read the testimonies from Simone Biles from Michaela Maroney, from uh, Ali Ray's, from, I believe it was more, which is bad that there are more names. What, uh, Maggie Nichols, watch or read those. I say like, it's, it's tough to watch. It's tough to read. So I trigger warning or whatever, cause it, it's not light stuff, but it is a quote from one of the articles I read. And it says in July, the justice department inspector general released a, a shocking report found that the allegations against Larry Nasser, who was the doctor, were first reported to the FBI in Indianapolis in July 2015. But the agency didn't investigate until September 2016. In the interim, according to the report, Nasser abused at least 70 more young people. OK, July. They found out July 15, didn't investigate till September 16. That's four, uh, September 2016. That's 14 months. 14 months ago. The bubble hadn't started yet. That's how, and the bubble to me feels like we're about to have our sixth NBA season since the bubble. We're about to have our ninth champion somehow. And for all that time, they knew and did nothing. So I would encourage you to, to read that stuff. It's not an easy read. It's not a fun read. Uh, but read it to see and to understand how these women were. They're women now. How these girls were failed. They were girls at the time. They were failed by the USA Gymnastics. They were failed by the Department of Justice. They were failed by the FBI. And I can't say glad, but I, I hopefully there's some bright side in it, this even getting to court. Um, hopefully there will be some kind of accountability, some kind of reason for any like victims past, future, present to feel like if they want to speak their truth, it will be heard and taken seriously and prosecuted fairly. So salute to everybody there um and all those women willing to relive all that all that shit on the stand in front of the world all that so check that out if you get a moment be kind to people this week man 
again, in that time, 70 more people are, that we don't even know. We know Simone Biles. We know their names because they were strong enough to tell us their names and put their name on it. Um, that's not to say the ones that didn't are not strong, but you don't know what people are going through. Right. And that's not your fault. But just remember, it's not always their fault either. So for underdog, for jam, for the common merganser, for Norm McDonald, RIP to one of the greatest. He will be missed for myself. We will catch you next week.